You're listening to the podcast where you can feast on all the information in the world of sports. Now, here's your host, Tommy Yu. Yo, this episode is going to be whack because we don't know the outcome of like half of the games, but we are going to record anyway because there's still tons to talk about. But before we even dive into the kind of matchups that are in the air right now, there, there are a handful of trades. But before we even get to the trades, we have a new uh, co-owner amongst the PDL, someone that you're a little familiar mm-hmm. with. We won't spend too much time here, but I was kind of joking mm-hmm. around. Uh, before we got in here, uh, when I was talking about, oh, okay, so the new person that came in, his name is Dan Kang, a friend of ours in high school. And mm-hmm. um, I was telling Dan when he came, uh, he spent the weekend, we were all hanging out, and we're all talking about fantasy football, as we always do. And I was like, oh, man, yeah, Darren has one of the better teams. I'm worried that he's going to be able to beat me. And then we're all talking about our past. And then Dan forgot that he like whooped you all the time in fantasy. Like he just didn't remember. And then after you said, he's like, actually, now that he mentions it, I think I forgot because he beat me in like the championship game. But yeah, I beat him like every single year. And then as a joke, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's why you're on my team now. Because uh, if I have you, I have two bye weeks. So whenever I play Austrian Oaks, so whenever I play Darren, because now technically he should never be able to beat me unless it's in the playoffs. Then, uh, then maybe I'll have him sit away. But in all seriousness, Dan is on board. Yeah. What were your thoughts when he came in? Um, I mean, I'm glad he's here, but at the same time, like, I kind of am dreading him getting his own team because I, I mean, maybe I got over the hump when I beat him in that title game. Maybe the, the curse is over and I don't have to worry Passing about it anymore. Torch, right? It's like the, yeah, like the Red Sox winning the World Series in 2004. They got over the curse and it's good. Like the, so like, maybe I'm good at this point, but you know, those first <laughs> 10 times, I was like, what the fuck, man? Like, I'm never going to beat Dan <laughs> Kang. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see what the PDL has in store for you. No, but we're really excited. Hopefully, we're going to have a more thorough episode covering just Dan. He's going to be on here, too. Dan, I'll talk to you about this uh, later mm. to see if we can get that schedule. But just let's continue. There's a couple of traits that happened. One we don't have to talk about, but one that we definitely yeah. do. And it <laughs> involves uh, a, a player that you're probably familiar with because this player was yes. traded to um, Greg's team, but Greg did trade him away. So Greg traded the Austrian Oaks traded Brandon Ayuk, Dion Jackson, who just had a big old game, I think like 23 points, and uh Bailey Zappi over mm-hmm. to the Vatican City Cardinals for a 2024 second and a 2025 uh second, both of which mm-hmm. are mine, and then Max's 2023 third. So pretty much two uh seconds and a third for Brandon Ayuk, Dion Jackson, and Bailey zappy i would love to get your thoughts on this because it's still pretty fresh it just happened today yeah i would say uh greg made out well um i would say i mean what are your thoughts on bailey zappy do you think he has any chance to take the job from mac jones because i mean i think the only the only reason he has a slight chance is because the head coach is bill belichick and he doesn't care what anyone says he'll do what he wants so but other than that like i think once mac jones is healthy he's going to be a starter again Right. Yeah, I I feel like uh this has a te- there this has a potential to age really poorly, but no, I don't think there's a shot. Uh, especially just in New England, at least. I think Mac Jones is still the guy. I feel like there's a perception that like I feel like a lot of people think Mac Jones is like a bad quarterback. Uh, I've always mm-hmm. liked Mac Jones a lot, as you know. And yeah, I'm not saying he's a superstar, but I think he's really underrated, at least in real life football. Uh, I think mm-hmm. his fantasy points should come, but when healthy and good. He's been solid. I just feel like uh, 
the Patriots, this whole offseason was all that bad vibes, right, Darren? Everyone's like, oh, they're yeah. changing to like a zone run scheme. Their offense is fucking terrible. And then the first part of the year, they were pretty terrible. And then he got hurt. And now maybe the team kind of figured it out. So I'm hoping when Mac Jones comes back, he could also kind of keep up some of the good uh, momentum. But no, that's kind of where I'm with Zappy. I'm assuming you're the same way, right? Yeah, I mean, so to, to me, like Deion Jackson, as soon as Jonathan Taylor is healthy, he's going to revert I mean, back Naeem to the Hines third string running too, back. Right? Yeah, so he's going to be the third string running back again. So it's basically two seconds and a third for Brandon Ayuk, which I think is a lot for Brian Brandon Ayuk. So um, I think Greg did good. Greg did a good job. Yeah, I think overall says. it's a pretty solid trade. Um, I think the one thing I don't want to discredit too much is, yeah, I agree, um, once – JT and Heinz are back. Deion Jackson kind of takes like a tertiary role. But when he did play, he ran pretty hard. But I think best case, I mean, like, or I should say worst case scenario is, I mean, even look at Herbert right now for Chicago Bears. He always looks like he runs really hard, always does really well. But as soon as Montgomery's back, he kind of like completely disappears. And now we're talking yeah. about Jonathan Taylor. We're not talking about David Montgomery. Not that David yeah. Montgomery's bad. We're talking about literally the RB1 last year. Once he returns, he's going to get the stranglehold. So I completely agree. Maybe Deion Jackson will have a future somewhere else. I just, you know, it, it's going to be a little bit. So I do agree with you. It is almost like two seconds and a third for Brandon Ayuk, which does seem like a lot. But hey, Brandon Ayuk does look like a dog. But it, right now, at least with San Francisco, not being able to really find a quarterback to lead him because we all know what Jimmy G is or not ease is and Trey Lance, um, fantastic quarterback. But we s still have questions about his arm, huh? Mm hmm. Yeah, I, I um, and like. Is he ever going to be good? I don't know. Like, it's, I don't know. It, like, I like Ayuk a lot. Like, I think he's a really good football player, but he's the second option on a run-heavy offense. So, is he worth two seconds and a third? Probably not. But, yeah, I, I think um, he's doing a fantastic job of kind of trying to get as much value out of the players that he, I guess, have traded for in the past two. But before we continue to break down, Darren, there has been a lot of hullabaloo of tanking allegations around the PDL, of course, fixated <laughs> on the Austrian Oaks. And I completely understand where Welch was coming from when he was saying everything, um, which is why I always try to keep a level head before kind of jumping and be like, oh, what are you doing? Accusing owners of things. But um, it kind of, I think the biggest crux of what happened was yesterday, before Robbie Anderson played, the Austrian Oaks released them. And this is all in the backs of the Austrian Oaks actually having a pretty good week. I mean, Deion Jackson dropped 23 points, and I'm sure Greg isn't happy about that. But yeah, uh -huh. it, it wasn't a good look when he dropped them. And I, I had a tendency to agree with Welch, actually. And then there were stories or like rumors of something happening with Robbie Anderson even before the game kind of happened. And then during the game, there was that weird thing where he was pretty much kicked off the field to the like locker room and now he obviously has been traded to the uh cardinals so there's a lot of things and so i think my defense of this is correct me if i'm wrong darren robbie anderson had zero points this week right yeah and to be fair there is no rule against just flat out dropping your players like if i was to say drop um cd lamb you can no do one that could say anything against it be like what the fuck but like i could do it I, I could, so, like, there isn't really a rule against it. I know it's kind of, like, skirting the rules, but there's no rule to say, like, you can't drop every single player on your roster and just have no roster. <laughs> so... True. I think where I would have came in <laughs> is if he ended up, like, benching Robbie Anderson for the likes of, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, a really deep yeah, bench that, player that he has. That That's a big no-no. It's, it's, it's distinctly said in the rules, you have to play your best lineup. 
but if the player isn't on your roster at all, you can't play them. So, Yeah, and so that's kind of what I had to bite my tongue for a little bit, and I think the ultimate saving grace, at least for this point, for me not to kind of get involved and be like, hey, man, you can't do that. But to be fair, uh, he Greg did reach out to me before and say, help explain to me the tanking rule. <laughs> and I did explain <laughs> thoroughly, and then after he made the transaction, I was like, I mean, I can't, like... If he is okay not getting what at best Any for Robbie Anderson, you're gonna get yeah, what like two thirds or something like that. Yeah. But if you're completely okay being like, you know what, fuck it, I don't want two thirds. I just want to drop them. I mean, yeah. that's that's okay. I mean, I, I, I there it, it is some shape because it was during Sunday. I think that's kind of what caused the issue, right, Darren? Yeah, yeah. If he did it like Saturday afternoon, like no one would have batted an eye out it. They would have been like, what the fuck? Why did he just randomly drop Robbie Anderson? But then no one would have cared. But I think this is also tied to because the um. Because of fucking Welch. what's his name, Josh? No, Josh. Oh, he yeah. forgot so to take is, Naheem Josh Hines out. The worst team ever. No, no, he just straight up didn't take Naheem's. He <laughs> well, started Naheem Hines and he was out. I don't think that's because he's trying to tank. I just think that that's because he's inactive. It wasn't on. Well, purpose. no. Like... I mean, what's worse, someone who's deliberately trying to tank, or someone who is so inactive that they forget to take? Like either way, it's not a good look. You know what I'm trying to say? And so yeah, I think I, I would. I would say that the inactivity is worse because at least yes. Greg is so active that he knows how to skirt the rules so that he can lose efficiently. No, that's when you put it like that, that's <laughs> you're 100% correct. So I, I feel like this is probably, I'm really hoping Josh is going to turn it around. I feel like since I actually did reach out to Josh after the whole Naeem Hines thing, and he has made a little bit of attempt that attempt turned into a couple of forced trades. It feels like, I, I don't know, yeah. but, um, before, uh, let's just wrap this up so we can tackle some of the games. But before we do, Darren, let's be honest right now. Are you a little bit concerned of like Greg? Like he's he's like has no real tenacity to be involved in the PDL because his team is so trash. But he keeps yeah. making such good fucking moves. I'm like, dude, only a fucking degenerate would go through these lengths to get this minimum, like this much value out of things. But he's doing it. So I'm like, dude, imagine if he actually has a fucking good team. Like, we're going to be screwed. And I'm not just saying yeah. this to make him feel better. I'm legitimately looking at it and being like, god damn, dude, this guy is cut from a different fucking cloth, man. Yeah, he's definitely and he, like when he posted the thing of like how his team used to be. And I was like, fuck, I was like, I did that same thing. So it's like he's putting in the same amount of time to make this team good as like I did to make mine. Clearly it didn't work out. But he's doing this in sucked. Europe when like the times to watch is all, like, I don't even want to watch a <laughs> premier league and it's not even that inconvenient. Yeah, It's like 7. AM. <laughs> yeah. It's not even that much. Like there's a couple games that are like 1 PM during the workday. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. Like I'll, yeah. I'll watch the replays <laughs> and then I never end up watching it. Whereas Greg over here is setting lineups, setting alarms. And I'm like, Jesus, if he has like the, tenacity of darren but like on steroids because he's in fucking like i don't in a way i'm glad he gave him such a shit team to begin with because what if he inherited yeah. like kenny's team you know what i mean like we would be so fucking wrecked oh yeah i know and he's like he even knows to the point where like i i think like the the 2023 draft class is there people are starting to realize now that it's not like a little it was overhyped and i think that like he he knows that, and that's why he like traded away some of those twenty three picks, and he just kept the one that he thinks is going to be Bijan because Bijan is the only one that's like surefire going to be an absolute stud as long as he stays healthy. So I think like when I when I saw that, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, I, it's going to be really interesting to see what Austria does. But like, he literally owns every single pick. Not literally. I, I know I'm using that term. Yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of them in like the second and third, even fourth round. So I feel like 
I mean, if you really look at the past drafts, the hit rates, I mean, it's low, but there are some out there. And if you give someone like Greg that many chances, I'm not going to try to his own saying he's going to hit on all of them, but he's going to hit on some. And with that many picks, he obviously has a roster to fill out. So I'm interested to seeing how this happens, not just purely on the perspective of he's going to have to cut someone. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. has a lot of picks and at some points you're going to have to cut people that you might believe in so I, I don't know i feel like that's going to be an internal battle he might have because you know when you right after a draft you you're kind of looking at your roster with rose tinted glasses thinking highly of everyone's yeah. ceiling what could yeah. happen oh man what if he becomes a starter and like so having to cut someone like that when you have a whole crew i know that could get difficult so i kind of want to see the mind games that eventually develops but we spent a whole bunch of time and we really need to continue so let's quickly look at some of the recap of the games that we already know the outcomes of and we could directly start with um at least your game darren because you were essentially on a mini buy we i mean you pretty much played a guy who started naeem hines who already started with a zero and i mean his team was pretty much littered with a bunch of players that put up donuts. yeah i mean it's basically the worst roster in the league like <laughs> it's not men's words about it like it's it's bad he's got two the two best players on his team are old uh, aging Brian old Robinson? guys like they're well, Brian Robinson is, you know, in a running back by committee. He looked decent, I guess. 17 carries for 60 yards isn't great, but um, he has Stafford, who looks horrendous, and Rodgers looks like he's finally, like, aging a little bit. I'm sure that the shitty wide receivers has something to do with that, but, you know, it's a bad it's a bad team, and, you know, I, yeah, I like won, but I should have This team was literally won. held up by those two veteran quarterbacks, and when those two veteran quarterbacks shit the bed, this team is literally the worst team in the league. Like, there's no yeah, arguments about that. It's bad. Um, so we can move on from that one. <laughs> you, <laughs> you beat Mike and, um, that was kind of also expected. Uh, Mike's, as we talked about, you know, every week, pretty much he's faced a lot of injuries. Uh, he's, he's not having a good time. Kind of like me, like I'm not having a good time either, but his you know. team did score a decent amount of points though. He, he put up over 120, and Ken Walker looked, you know, come on, man. He does he's look kind of good. Yeah. Huh? And Najee, as we kind of predicted before the season, Najee looks like shit um but, dude he, he was saved by a touchdown so good to him but if he didn't score yeah. that touchdown dude 14 carries for 42 yards points. dude like we're shitting yeah. on um ezekiel elliott dude i'll take zeke right now over what Najee harris looks like right now yeah Najee, and he's Najee's 24 already like he's turning 25 soon and i mean he was a rookie last year so he's gonna be in his third year he's gonna be 25 and i think um, the biggest concern is he kind of makes his bread and butter through volume, volume. and the sad yeah. part is he's still getting somewhat volume but his inefficiency is just so incredible to the point where yeah. even tomlin is looking elsewhere warren that rookie or whatever like he's even looking at him slowly and this is very unlike pittsburgh but yeah. anyway the vibes aren't looking too good but i mean this team still scored a bit of points but i mean if you're starting tevin coleman in your super flex you shouldn't really be expecting a win regardless <laughs> of who you're playing um so yeah we can continue and so first Close game, the one that we talked about already, sort of indirectly, Greg and Welch. Mm -hmm. um, Greg is up by seven points, and Welch has one player left to play, Jerry Judy. Do you think that Jerry Judy can overcome this gap and give Welch the win? What's the gap? What's the gap? How many points does seven, he need? He, he needs, he needs, well, he needs like 7.1. Yes, come on. Right, yeah, like I, I think everyone's Jerry, Jerry been shitting like on Russ and Broncos fart. He, like he, they have to now, right? Like if they have yeah. one more bad game, what would that mean? 
Um, like the entire Broncos things. offense and Russ still looking like, like and they had like their mini buy, like you know, like they had their mini buy where they had ten days off and they played Thursday night football last week. That's a it good point. Terrible. I I think that he's gonna get enough. This like it's it. not. I don't think it's gonna be that much more, but I think Welch is gonna pull out the win here. Um, not that Welch wants the win, but I think <laughs> I think he's gonna get it. Um, yeah. So next close game, we will go to Brian and Steve. Um, this was the one that was second in contention for game of the week, right? So yes, it's another sir. close game. Brian is up by about 20 points. So um, Steve has one player left. It is Russell Wilson, who he <laughs> just recently acquired. He Do just traded that for Russell, him. Ru- he literally only needs 20 points. Like if he gets 20 points on the dot, he'll win by 0.04. So do we think that Russell Wilson can get 20 points? Yeah. Right. Like you, like you kind of said it, it's, it's prime it's, time again. I feel like Broncos have been getting prime time against left and right, but it's prime time again. They had that mini buy. This, this is the moment. Yeah. I, I think he's gonna, and I think he's gonna, I don't think it's gonna be that much more than 20. No, though, no, I'm not I think saying he's gonna, gonna drop like 40. <laughs> it's gonna be pretty close to 20, but I think he'll, like Steve's gonna squeak. So he's gonna be win. clenching his butt for like a big yeah. part of tonight. Yeah. <laughs> um, the next close game we have Jeff, who is looking for his second win of the season. And we have the Yowls. The Yowls have a lot of players, like important players to play. Um, well, they have two. They have Herbert and Eckler. So they're two best players on their team. And Jeff has Donald Parham. So not not a, not a one you want to rely on for a whole lot of points there. Uh, <laughs> so like so like maybe like two points. Yeah. Like, like one lucky. catch. If he's lucky, he might get two. But most likely, I would say that's probably a zero. Um, but... I mean, Herbert, they really have to overcome. Really is best tight end right now? Oh, well, I think Dalton Schultz was rolled out, like, right before the game time. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I yep. think Logan Thomas is also hurt. So he traded for Logan Thomas. Oh, he had Jonu Smith. He didn't start. Would you have started Jonu uh, Smith or would, would you have started Donald Parham? Definitely would have started Jonu Smith over Donald Parham. I wouldn't even have Donald Parham on my roster, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's not just trying, sitting there, like, what the fuck mean. you do, Darren? <laughs> not even trying to be mean. I just, I just think he's worthless. I, I don't know. He's like the third string tight end on the Chargers, right? Like he's not. <laughs> is he even the backup? I, I don't mean, know. <laughs> you're just dropping truth bombs. But do you honestly? Uh, do you think that uh, so, Herbie and Eckler are going to be able to essentially put up what is this like forty points that they need? Well, I, I saw that um, Michael. Ojemuda and Justin Simmons are going to be activated IR for the game tonight. So that's like a big boost to the Broncos defense. Um, but it is Monday night prime time. Justin Herbert averages probably about 20, 25. Um, so that makes up most of the gap there. So if say, if that goes to Eckler only needs like 10 Wait, to 15. Is Keenan playing tonight? I haven't been keeping up with that. Uh, no, Keenan Allen's not playing. Jesus, man. He's, he's supposed to come back next week. <clears throat> I saw I saw earlier in the week that he's I mean that's good news for Eckler, right? Yeah, I, I think that I think that that's Eckler, why I asked just, that question. Just based on their their averages, like say Herbert averages 25 and Eckler averages 15. I think that'll be just enough to give the Yows the win and they'll just squeak it out. Like it'll be close, but I think that they because they have these two players and they're their two best players remaining. I think that they'll have just enough. And they kind of they were kind of let down by a lot of their players this week. Like Jeff Wilson had 0.5, Zach Wilson had 4.5, <laughs> Tyler Higby had 1.7. Like they like I had a lot of Montgomery stinkers, but... had less than nine points, and you expect way more. Yeah. 
Mike I, Evans I think they'll squeak it out, though. Like, it'll be close, but I think I think they'll they'll come out on top just barely. Yeah, this is just an ugly game. I mean, this is going to be another mm-hmm. game where both teams uh, right now don't project to put up over 100. Someone has to come mm-hmm. out with a win, but at least if it's not Jeff, that's going to be detrimental to him because now he's mm-hmm. going to pick up his fifth loss into this <laughs> yeah. season. And that's uh, I'm not saying he's out of it, but he is he's essentially digging his own grave there, right? Yeah. So um, the last game, the game of the week was Brett and Max and Max has a pretty big lead here. Um, thanks to Ezekiel Elliott's touchdown. What is um, it, like 14 points. Um, yeah, he have 15.1, but so, um, I don't know. Like I, he, Brett has Melvin Gordon left and that's it. Yeah. He and, needs, but he needs Melvin to get what? Like 14 points. Right. And then he gets, yeah. Him. Yeah. He needs uh, what's that? 30, 10, 17. He has seventeen points. That's a, that's kind of a lot for Melvin Gordon. Oh, it's a seventy points. Fuck. Oh man. So he pretty yeah. much lost, huh? And we pe- we both picked him, right? No, I pe- you picked him. I picked uh, Murphy oh. Street because hey, Brad, I, said, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to pick you, but now you know it. Sorry. <laughs> man, maybe we should him. have kept like our accuracy ranking, right? That that would have been the yeah. smart thing to do. Maybe uh, one of our listeners will go back and I tell us how we're doing. Brett, but I think that Max is going to win just because I, I don't know. I just think that in the like Melvin Gordon's going to get carries. They're going to have Latavius Murray active. Uh, Mike Boone's also pretty good. So like I think they're all going to get touches and I think Melvin Gordon's just It is going to be, be pretty hyped sense. though watching tonight if Melvin Gordon scores like a touchdown or like anytime he does well I'll be like oh shit wait I got to oh, go yeah. see how well he's doing in the PDL because I mean it, it it does look like a really big uphill battle but there is that little sliver of hope but it's definitely going to make watching tonight's game a little bit more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that um Max the reigning champ will will pull out the win because his team actually bounced back this week. One fifty four. That's a pretty good score. Nice. nice. Yeah. All right. Let's continue. Look at the next week's games. I think the best way to start it off is see which team is playing against Greg, the Austrian Oaks. <laughs> and I feel mean saying that because he might actually get his first win this week. We don't know. But um, the Owls. The Owls yeah. are going to get their their another win here. The Owls are going to be winning. Um. Don't really need a breakdown here. They're just I mean, on Greg's a bye week. Got, got even worse this, in the last couple of days. It got even worse. So the yeah. Owls better win this game. <laughs> All right. So where's our other bye week? All right. It looks like Hollywood hustles on a uh, bye junior against yeah. the Vatican City Cardinals. Um, I feel like this doesn't really need a big breakdown, but I feel like this comes at a great time for the Hollywood hustle because yeah, Jalen Hurts back. is going. Well, no, Jalen Hurts and Cooper Cup are on bye this week. Oh shit! Uh, imagine having. But wait, there might be a chance, right? Oh no, no Stafford is on by. Stafford on is by. on by. Yeah. yeah so, no, there's no. no chance again. No. <laughs> well, but so I feel like this. Congratulations to Brian. Smiled. Yeah, you hit the jackpot <laughs> this week, Brian. Great job of getting a win when you have both <laughs> Greasing the palms and the schedule makers. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But all right, let's keep on pushing the Wichita whirlwind against uh, we, the Dallas. Oh, hold on. Oh. Hold on. We can just go to Max and Mike's game because that's an easy win for Max, too, because Mike has Josh Allen on by. So he has Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson on by. Max you is fucking kidding me? It happened again, right? <laughs> Max is going to win that game. We know last week. Well, who was on by <laughs> against the team that Max faced? It was Josh Jacobs and who? Um, and Jared Goff. So, off, yeah. yeah, so he got to play Dubrovnik well, drive games well, I mean, without Brett, arguably Brett did, the Brett, Brett did get to play the best quarterback in the league, Jacoby Brissett, though. So, I mean, he can't can't complain out of the match. You know, he's a good quarterback. <laughs> but yeah, so, yeah, this should be an easy win for Murphy Street Empire because of literally 
I mean, he doesn't have his two best players by he, yeah. I mean, Mike. So that's an easy win for Murphy Street. So now let's talk about well, the Wichita War. Oh, what? I, well, that's the one I was going to move on to next, too, because I'm looking at that one. And that should be a win for Jeff, finally. <laughs> you think that? Yeah, right? I mean, I yeah, I would easily pick Jeff in this. But weird things have been happening in the PDL, and he is desperate for a win. So I, I'm definitely going to pick Jeff here only because, yeah, uh, it looks like Dallas might even lose this week to the Austrian Oaks. Uh, mm -hmm. but they're clearly in that rebuild mode and Jeff is more in that win now mode, but his team and schedule, he's just been getting a lot of bad luck, but I think he's back on track here. Yeah. I, I think that he's going to, you know, he'll bounce back to two and five, which isn't ideal, but you know, he's gotten a lot of people back from injury. Now he's going to have two back next week. Keenan Allen will finally fucking week. come back. Dosh, yeah, so that. He's Dalton Schultz. Be back to full strength relatively. Um, so I think that's a good thing. It's he'll, he'll be happy to finally get a win in the, the W. He pretty much needs to win out, dude. <laughs> he like has to I mean, win out. Well, well, I was actually talking to Jeff, and he made a good point that the seventh seed is just points for. So Jeff could literally be like two and ten and still get in the playoffs because if he true. had the most points. So, um, I mean, other than, I mean, honestly, me, Welch, and Mike and Jeff are still kind of alive in a way for that seventh seed um and the one that weirdly well, has on. the best shot at the playoffs as well <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say i don't want to put spoilers on jeff right now while he's correcting that right now dallas strip has more points than him yeah he's so, behind by like 30 points so yeah he needs to step up the scoring if he wants to still get that seventh seed Exactly. So that should definitely kind of puts an interesting wrinkle. I'm really interested to see what the wild card kind of introduces to the league. I feel like it's a really fun aspect uh, that we added. But all right, Darren, what's the next game that we're tackling here? Um, so it would be me versus Steve. Um, the, so that's potentially could be a tight game, I guess. Um, he has AJ Brown on by. Um, that's the only like major person he has on by, I think. Dawson Knox, but he loves Dawson Knox, he dude. Does, he does like Dawson Knox, but he should get Chris Olave back. So he'll just and Michael Thomas. Chris Olave in there. Uh, Michael Thomas, I already saw it probably isn't going to play Thursday. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, How about Darren Waller? Did you already say that? Um, is he going to play? I I, don't, I, I don't have know no idea. If he's going to play or not? Because it's a hamstring injury and soft tissue. Yeah. I it's like a week to week thing, so I have no idea. But if it is the case, um. Yeah, even with those buys there, it's not that ugh, I don't like you. Your team has been so <laughs> fucked this whole season. Yeah, so it's know, almost like, no, I still like your team, but until you can prove it to me, how can I pick against Steve's team, who I actually believe is one of the best teams in the league, even with uh, the buys that he's sustaining? So I actually think you're taking Steve on at a pretty good week, um, yeah. but I'm still going to have to pick his team, unfortunately. But uh, well, yeah, how are you feeling at this matchup, though? I will say this. I have CeeDee Lamb against Detroit, which is a good matchup, and That's Dak is going to come back. We have Cortland Sutton against the Jets. Pretty good matchup. Um, Sauce Gardner's like legit. Like he's good. I was um, gonna say, I don't know if that's a good matchup. Uh I, I mean I think it's like still like decent, but um I, I think I think that I'll I'll be okay there. Yeah. Um we have Deontay Johnson on Sunday night football. I'm hoping that's like his bounce back spot. Um, I can play Rondell Moore now because Hollywood Brown broke his foot or whatever happened. So like Rondell Moore is a pretty good flex now, I think. Matt Ryan finally took his head out of his ass and he looked pretty good this past Sunday. Um 
So, you know, like I, I could put in Wandale. I, I, I might, honestly, I might bench DJ Moore because the Panthers suck balls. Um, Does it hurt you? It like hurts your heart, right? Yeah, they're they're just bad. Like the Panthers are so bad. I don't know why they didn't fire Ben McAdoo. Yeah, how did like, they not fire McAdoo? Like I, I was about no to clue. do a victory lap with all Panthers fans, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you guys. Uh, it took you guys this long to fire Rule and McAdoo." And they're like, "Nah, nah, McAdoo's still there though." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I don't know why they didn't fire McAdoo, but he's like the one dude that they needed to fire, and they didn't fire. Like I mean, obviously they needed to fire Rule too. But like they needed to fire rule and McAdoo. Hold on, one quick shout out because we never talk about my team. Christian McCaffrey's been looking pretty good though, right? Like he's yeah, given he's... such a shit hand, but like if you look at his efficiency, he he's actually mm-hmm. fucking good, and the whole team fucking sucks. So that makes it like even more impressive in my opinion. Yeah, the only bright spot on the Carolina Panthers is the Christian McCaffrey. He's the um, the shining star. But no, know. overall, it's, even even I think, with it, I can see the road where you win. I mean, even Sleeper says it's going to, well, to be fair, they didn't update the uh, lineup, so I'm sure the uh, lines will change a little bit. But, yeah, I am going to have to side with Steve, but this is going to be interesting. This was in contention for the uh, PDL play of the yeah, week. I think uh, it'll be a close game. game. I, I mean, if I'm being, like, completely honest, Steve will probably win because he has Patrick Mahomes, Nick Chubb, Saquon Barkley. Um, he'll probably win, but I think I got a shot. Hey, as long as the vibes are feeling a little bit better in Carolina, because I remember how bad they were just a few weeks ago. <laughs> so this little bit of optimism, Darren, I am yeah. digging it. So that must mean there is one more game left for the PDL play, uh, game of the week. And Darren, what is it? It is Brett again. He's back in the game of the week against oh, you. No. And he's still undefeated in the game of the week. So that means he's going to win. As of today, it? it could be could be different tomorrow. Like if we were recording this tomorrow, we, he could have lost his first game of the week game against Max. But oh, that's true. Um, that's fair. That's fair. As of this recording, you know, he's undefeated in the game of the weeks when he's featured. But um, I think that you're going to win. And even if he does pull out the win against Max this week, I think that it's going to be ended this upcoming week. Um, I just think that your team is just way too good for him to overcome. Um, he's going to have Kirk Cousins on by. Um, it's it's not looking good for his prospects this upcoming week. I mean, you have some tough matchups. I guess we'll do the rundown now. Um, so you have Lamar Jackson against Cleveland. That's, you know, who cares who Lamar is playing? He's going to have a good game most of the time. Um, Jared Goff against Dallas. That's a rough matchup for Jared Goff. Leonard Fournette against Carolina. That's a pretty good matchup. Um, oh, yeah. I'm giving the the nod to Lamar. I didn't even say that, but I'm going to give it to Lamar. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey against Tampa Bay and Leonard Fournette against Carolina. So these two teams are playing each other. Um, I'm going to give it to Leonard Fournette because Tampa Bay is a tough matchup for running backs. And I think that, like, the Bucks because they lost to the Steelers, they could just be like shitting on the Panthers the whole game, um, which means a lot of carries for Leonard Fournette. Um, that's a weird one, but I just think I, I just think Leonard Fournette's gonna have a better week next week. Um, Josh Jacobs against Houston coming off his bye week. Actually, both those teams are coming off their bye week, and then Derrick Henry against Indy. Um, that's a tough one. Get air. That's a tough one, right? That's a tough one. I mean, I know it's Derrick Henry and he's coming off his bye week and he's but he's playing Indy. Um, I'm gonna give it to Josh Jacobs. I, I am. Um, I, I think that's that's weird because I'm giving it like the two better running backs just lost in their matchups, but um, I don't know. 
I'm gonna give it to the, the no, worst I'm running back. No, I'm this right now because uh, Brett has <laughs> no, like he's not allowed to say you shit on him when you're evidently taking a lot of his pleasure. You know I what am. I mean? I, I so this, no, I'm too. just trying to point out because I know sometimes Brett, I think he gets a little dramatic saying how how much you bully him, and I'm like, see, look, he gives you some love, but continue. I sorry, I do. I just don't like his quarterbacks, <laughs> <laughs> Michael Pittman. Um, against Tennessee and Devontae Adams against Houston. Um, probably going to give that one to Devontae Adams. I can't pick the lesser receiver in this case, even though Michael Pittman has the better matchup. Um, DK Metcalf against the Chargers and Bob Woods against Indy. Um, definitely giving this to DK Metcalf. Uh, so the better receiver wins yet again here. Mike Williams against Seattle and Brandon Cooks against Vegas. Um, Keenan Allen's going to be back. Uh, Brandon Cooks hasn't been like great this year, and the general long neck Mills looks bad. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it to Mike Williams. Um, Travis Kelsey against San Fran, and George Kittle against KC. This is oh, easy. Travis Kelsey for sure. Um, Alvin Kamara against Arizona on Thursday Night Football, and Melvin Gordon against the Jets. This is Kamara. Um, Zach Ertz against New Orleans on Thursday Night Football and DeAndre Hopkins against New Orleans on Thursday Night Football. This is DeAndre Hopkins. He's going to be fresh legs coming off of his juicing period. He's good to go. Dude, I DeAndre want him Hopkins. to drop 900 points this game. <laughs> <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, is, he's ready. Um, Joe Burrow against Atlanta and Jacoby Brissett against Baltimore. Right, well, Jacoby you know, Brissett. He's I the best quarterback. Go Jacoby Brissett here. <laughs> Jacoby he is Brissett, a much dude. better quarterback. <laughs> That's <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Forget the um, thing that Joe Burrow just scored more than Jacoby Brissett did in like the past three weeks combined, but it's Jacoby Brissett. <laughs> so we're going to say that you got most of those there. So you got Burrow, Hopkins, Kamara. Williams, Metcalf, Adams, and Jackson. So um, you got most of those matchup nods there. So I'm going to say you're going to win. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, if I can, that means I'm going to continue to roll. I'll, I feel like I have, what, the longest win streak now, um, if that were to be the yeah, case. Yeah, because you lost week one. Yeah, so you're, yeah I lost week one, and six, now I'm... Six wins. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I feel like that means my team is getting hot. I'm really, really excited for... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins coming back. So just to kind of put a stamp on things, I'm going to get a little bit greedy and, of course, talk about my team. But, Darren, what are your expectations with that? With Hollywood's news coming out, Arizona did just go get Robbie Anderson, but I don't expect that to be like a life-changing threat yeah. to the receiving core. But DeAndre Hopkins, dude, he got caught PEDs, that dumb piece of shit. But, you know, he's probably feeling disrespected, embarrassed, and upset. And I feel like the quarterbacks really do try to help their receivers out if something like that happens. Like anytime you're like, oh, wow, yeah, how come you're targeting like 0% of yards? But like no matter what that wide receiver is because they're being embarrassed by like the media, I genuinely feel like they try to like make it good and be like, hey, yeah, next game we're going to like pump you up. So I feel like now, even if Hollywood was still here, I would be like, nah, I feel like DeAndre Hopkins' debut game I think he's going to get like two touchdowns. Like, I feel like he's going to do awesome. Uh, I'm not going to say he's going to do that year, like the entire year, but at least the game he comes back. But now just the pure fact that they actually need him. And now yeah. he's also coming back. Uh, I'm really, really excited, but I'm also trying to level my expectations because it is on a short week. I don't know what kind of condition he's in. I can't imagine he's in good condition. Uh, I'm sure he's in like, obviously great peak condition but not like football condition you know what i mean you always see mm -hmm. like those players uh week one week two literally like hyperventilating and like throwing up and i'm not saying that's gonna be the extent of deandre hopkins but i cannot imagine 
that he's going to be playing like a lot of snaps like that's fair to say right yeah i i think he's he might be you know not mid-season form deandre hopkins but it'll be healthy and fresh and i think he'll be good to go and i think he's gonna come in thursday and have 10 targets how do you think he ends if if hollywood brown is out for the whole year from when deandre hopkins comes in to how he finishes this season how would you kind of rank him like from this point forward yeah this point forward like right now everyone is a wide receiver zero um i i would say that just because the Cardinals offense looks like shit, I would say he's a top 24 receiver. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Wide receiver I, too. All right. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he is like older and he was showing some signs of age last year, but I think he'll be just because they need him. Like, so like if I would be a little, little concerned if Hollywood Brown was healthy, because then they would have Hollywood Brown, oh, they would have Rondell completely Moore, they would have James Connors, so they uh, Zach Ertz. So they would have a lot of mouths to feed, but being that they lost their probably biggest threat to DeAndre Hopkins here, um, he's he's going to be good. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I'm really excited for him to come back because I feel like the fantasy community has kind of forgotten about him. And as you know, he's been one of my favorite players for a pretty long time. So I'm just mm-hmm. excited just to watch him. And hopefully he could kind of be like showing me being like, hey, I'm going to reward everyone who kind of stuck on to me for a while and hoping he delivers a good game. But yeah. Darren, I am glad you're able to get here. A lot of things happening in the PDL. So I'm really excited to see how that goes. How's your house? How's your house going, by the way? Um, pretty good. We're like almost ready to move in finally. Um you have like an ETA on that? N- no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give it an ETA because I try to give it an ATA before and it, And then you're gonna um, curse it. Yeah. Yeah, it went from the first week of October to now maybe the last week of October, but you know. <laughs> We'll see. <laughs> so we're gonna be like, yeah, I just hope it's by Thanksgiving now, man. <laughs> yeah, because you think that like one thing is gonna go, and then it, like stuff takes time to come in, and like Dude, the shipping things and, like, are all so that. slow. Oh, it's so shitty. Like, so you gotta wait and wait and wait. Like, it is what it is, though. It's not the end of the world, but it, yeah, I, I don't well, know. <laughs> I'm glad that things are going well. Hopefully, you guys be able to move in soon. That'll be good. But yeah, all right, guys. Thanks for sticking around. And we're just going to continue. And like I said, there might be a little bonus episode coming out shortly with our my new co-owner. That'll be a fun little breakdown. So stay tuned for that, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll catch you next time.